Welcome to the Fit People Problems Podcast with your host, Rowan Edmonds. Fit People Problems will feature a guest each week to discuss the ups and downs of women's fitness. Rowan and her guests will cover topics from the potential harms of a fitness journey to turning a passion into a career. Tune in every Monday at 1. And now, here's your host, Rowan Edmonds. Hello and welcome to episode one of the Fit People Problems podcast. I'm your host, Rowan Edmonds, and every week I'm going to have a guest on this podcast and we're going to discuss women in the gym, you know, from turning their love for working out into a career to what it was like being into fitness in the 80s. So we're going to talk about everything. Each episode is going to have a different theme with said guest. However, the underlying theme for a lot of people is going to be how social media affected that specific person in their journeys. So a little content warning for episode one, I bring my younger sister on and we talk about what it was like growing up as a fit as a fit household. However, we do talk about eating disorders, we go over that a little bit. So if that is not something that you are comfortable with listening to or just not really in the right mindset to listen to that right now, that is totally okay. Just pop on over to episode two, which we will be releasing next week, Monday at one. Thank you so much for tuning in and I hope you enjoy. Welcome to the Fit People Problems podcast. This is the very first episode. Super excited. And today we're kicking it off strong. We're starting with my sister, Brayden Edmonds. Brayden, how are you? I'm great. How are you, Rowan? I'm fantastic. So, <laughs> so Brayden is my younger sister. She is 19. She's a freshman at the University of Tennessee. And today we are going to be discussing what it was like growing up in a fit-ish household. So this entire podcast series is literally just going to be discussing different types of fitness-related things with women specifically. So we're going to discuss what it was like growing up as sisters about two and a half years apart together. So Brayden, tell me about your life growing up with me and what you and I both did to stay active. Wow. Right off the bat, okay. Um, <laughs> I guess growing up, we were both kind of involved in sports at a young age. Um, we both grew up riding horses. I got really into soccer for a while. You played soccer for a little bit, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I was in, we were pretty young. I think I, I was still in middle school at the time. I think you were, too. But you were, no, 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 you were in high school because you could drive. Mm-hmm. Um, we went through our pure bar phase, I remember, and an yes. orange series phase. And we would go before school every day to the gym. Yes, we um, went. We would get up at like six o'clock in the morning, five o'clock in the morning, and go to pure bar classes, which is sort of like Pilates. If anyone doesn't know what that is, it's sort of mm-hmm. like a Pilates class with like upbeat music, lots of Megan Trainer. You know the you know the drill. <laughs> um, and it was super fun. You know, it was like little movements, squeezing different places. Mm-hmm. I didn't know I had muscles, you know, and then Orange Theory right. was kind was of the like opposite of that. Yeah, it was a lot more intense, cardio-based. It was a, kind of like CrossFit, but not really. Um, I and think we- that... Um, go ahead. Or go ahead. Or <laughs> I think that that's how we, like, started to get our introduction into weights because Pure Bar was, like, the, the only weights involved, I think the biggest weight was, like, a five pound. Yeah, there, there was like there was like ankle weights where you could like wrap them around your ankles or your wrists at Pure Bar, but we didn't get into like actual weightlifting until we went to um, Orange right. Theory. Man. Right, and oh yeah, I guess Orange Theory. <laughs> orange theory was the, we touched on weights in Orange Theory, I guess. So we would go to um, we would go to the gym before school, and then we would go to our practices, or we'd ride after school. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was kind of our regular schedule for a couple of years. Yeah, and it, it um, was it and, was intense, like. 
five, six a.m. workouts, eight hours at school, and some for like some of us, our classes, like one of our periods at school was like gym or weight training or something. I used to do that a ton. I know you did too. And then we would go after school to go ride horses, which if anyone says horseback riding is not a sport or not strenuous, you are wrong and you've never properly ridden a horse. You're lying. (laughs) It requires so much muscle in your legs, your calves, your abs, your upper body, core. Like, like I can't even begin to describe you. If I rode a horse now, I'd walk away bow-legged. I haven't been on a horse in like two years. So long story short, horseback riding is very strenuous. So we would have really active days. Now you ask me to get up for my 9.30 a.m. class. I'm like, I don't want to, you know? (laughs) Oh, Oh. I have an 8 a.m. this semester. That's going to be rough. Oh, yeah, it couldn't be me. You know, so we went through those different phases before... I think I kind of got us more into weightlifting. My sophomore year of college, I started seeing my current boyfriend, Cam, and he got me really into like actually lifting heavy weights. And then I, I don't know if I introduced you to it or what. I can't remember when you started getting into like weightlifting as well. I think I kind of got into it around the same time as you, but I, you were, we weren't together for a little bit. You were at college and I was home. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, oh, my friend Mary Goggin actually got me introduced to it. That's how. Mm-hmm. I started going with her to Crunch. Um, I started going with her to Crunch. And she kind of, it, it's nice to have a friend to kind of introduce you mm-hmm. to the gym at first, especially if you don't know how to use a lot of the equipment. It can be intimidating. Yeah, um, so she kind sure. of introduced me. Yeah, so she kind of introduced me to all the baby things first. Um, and I had done weight training in high school mm-hmm. um, with a football coach for a little bit. So I knew like the basics of like, like the, like the basic, like fast squat, bench press. I knew about that, but I didn't know a lot of the machines. Yeah. So I got into working out with her and then she moved away. And then you and Cam made a program and then you put me onto that. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of got really dialed in and then I got a little, then it's like the creatine phase started for both of us. We, um, we both went through the different phases of the gym to end up where we are now. And, you know, on social media, especially like Instagram or TikTok, you see a lot of people like with their, like, they'll post progress videos or like videos of where they were for, four years ago to where they are now. And I was reading this mm-hmm. earlier to Braden, but I'll read it here. The typical, and this obviously does not apply to everybody, but the typical gym phases that a lot of people, myself included, have gone through is the cardio bunny, the glute craze, you know, doing everything to make your butt as big as possible. Chloe Ting was a huge thing in 2020. We'll get into that in a little bit. You know, beginning to get into lifting, the body dysmorphia hits. Beginner gains, you're starting to see the gains. Back to even more body dysmorphia. So you lose motivation, you stop, but then you get back into it. And then you start ego lifting. You lift super, super heavy and you end up hurting yourself. But then you learn not to do that eat a lot of food, like really good food, you know, protein, chicken, you see huge gains. Then the gym becomes a personality trait. You get more body dysmorphia than you learn how to take care of your body. And then you balance everything and accept yourself for who you are, which is where I'm at in my gym journey. You know, and of course that does not. (laughs) (laughs) Of course that doesn't necessarily apply to a lot of people, but the general, you know, everyone goes through their own personal experiences and phases throughout the gym and a lot of it can be influenced by social media for example the chloe ting thing um yeah i got really big um into chloe ting i think oh, i think everyone did everyone when did like hit. when covid hit because like- nobody could leave so for anyone who doesn't know chloe ting was a fitness inspired youtuber she was located well, in singapore well yeah 
Um, but she was known for her workout programs that she posted on YouTube, particularly like her two week shred challenges. They went viral on TikTok and YouTube during the pandemic. Um, needs to be said, she is not a certified personal trainer. None of these were specific per body type, you know, and even though it was like a lot of body weight stuff, very minimal movement, it burned. Oh my God. It was really intense because I did a couple with you and they definitely worked, but you know, I think the outcome for a lot of people was not necessarily worth it. Well, I think, um, like I have a lot of respect for her as a, like I have nothing bad to say about Chloe Tang. I think she's, I don't think she's like, she never really claimed to be a personal trainer. It's just, She's a fit person, and she wanted to share great her workouts, stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and they just happened to go crazy. Right? Oh, I mean, she had she has multiple programs, and it's just it's really well constructed because it's all on YouTube. It's all free. Um, it's not like she's trying to sell anything. Last time I checked, at least. Um, yeah, no. There was like different workouts you could do. She had multiple different programs for different things. But I think that where people took it, nothing to do with her, but a lot of people did it at home, and then. At least for me, I think a lot of people got a little obsessive with it, I guess. Yeah, a lot of people got eating disorders. I think I'm one of the few people who participated. And I I wasn't even really into Chloe Ting, not like you were. But I don't know a lot of people who were really obsessed with Chloe Ting who didn't have eating disorders, you know? Yeah, and I don't think it had anything to do with, like, it's like nothing nothing that she did wrong. I think it was just... She she, um, she never said, I never saw her saying anything like, you need to limit what you eat. She never talked about food. She was just like, no, yeah, never. she was like, do these ab exercises, you know? <laughs> I so, think it was like the COVID combined with the internet and everyone seeing it all over the internet and then everyone seeing everyone lose weight. And then it's just kind of like a downward spiral revolving around social media. I think. Yeah, social it's, media it was, became... It was everywhere. At that time, I actually had to delete a lot of my social media because at that time it became such a toxic place because body image was just horrible because everyone was so obsessed with the Chloe Ting thing. Obsessed with it, yeah. You know, and everyone wanted to lose weight and look super tiny. And, like, if you look at her, she's a relatively – she's very lean, very fit. You know, she has very visible abs because she's a fit, healthy person. But, you know, for someone with a body type like myself, I am not very lean. You know, I've – I'm built a little bit stocky. I'm have a little bit of pudge kind of everywhere. And like, I'm, I'm okay with that. You know, that's my body. My body does a lot for me and I'm happy with it. But you know, 19 year old me, I'm 21, almost 22 now. 19 year old me was, I know it's so weird. (laughs) 19 year old me wanted to cut like all the fat off my body. Like I wanted to be so shredded because everyone else, everywhere I looked on social media, YouTube, everything, everyone looked like that and it made me feel horrible about myself so I just said screw it and deleted Instagram and a lot of my other social medias because I just mentally couldn't do it um so yeah just give us a little background of what you went through with the whole Chloe Ting thing because you were super super into it for a long time yeah I'd say I I definitely wasn't like all like I think it kick-started I think it was all just like COVID combined and Chloe Ting was a factor in it, but it was just um, being home all the time and being in lockdown for a while, there was nothing to do but work out for me. Mm -hmm. That's kind of how I saw it. Um, And it became like a daily routine. I'd wake up, get eat breakfast in the house or something, and then go in the guest room area and do Chloe Ting for a while. Um, And then there there were a lot of other factors. Um, (laughs) <laughs> um, I also had, there was a person in my life 
who was an older figure. Um, like, we looked up to this older figure. Um, yeah, she there meant was, a lot to us at the time. I don't say there was a woman. That, there was a woman in my life. Um, there was a person in my life who was a big influence to me. Who um, was very sick and probably, honestly, I think had an eating disorder of her own. Probably, um, honestly, I, I and would there be were, if she didn't. Yeah, there were a lot. Of, there were some comments at times. I think that were meant to be joking, but the place that I was at, I took them a little too literally about like, like, oh, I like I can see your lunch and you gained some weight lately. Like, what's that about? If I like gained a little Pause. bit of weight or something. I want before. to stress that this was not a family member. A lot of people have issues with their mothers. This woman is not our mother. <laughs> our mother's a wonderful person, and she loves us very much. Our mother. We love our mom. Yes, yes. So this is not our mom. I just want to stress that. Okay, continue. <laughs> um, who? There were just there were just some comments and meant jokingly because I. I, I mean, my humor sometimes is dark comments or something or dark jokes. And mm-hmm. I don't think she meant them in any of these ways, but I think I personally, not like nothing to do with them, I think I took them too literally. Because um, I never really thought about any disorder in the type of like, oh, it's not that hard to like just don't eat breakfast or don't eat lunch or like it's, or just, just eat carrots all day. Like it's like it's not that difficult. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, she's right. Like it's not that difficult. Why didn't I just do that? Or a joke like, oh, just put a finger down your throat. It's not that hard. <laughs> um, I may have taken those things a little too literally. And then I got a little, I mean, all over social media, I got too obsessed with body image. And I'm not going to say that I'm still not too obsessed with body image, but I'm Go a lot say. better. <laughs> yeah, you have um, gotten a lot better about it. But but I think it was just, it was COVID with like, I, I just... I went through a huge phase where I was, there was nothing to do but work out Mm -hmm. and I became obsessive with it in a non-healthy way. Mm -hmm. And then my relationship with food wasn't healthy at all. Yeah. Um, I remember there was one day like way, 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 way after quarantine when you and I were talking, you kind of like opened up to me about your eating disorder mm -hmm. and you were like, yeah, you know, you would say that you hadn't eaten all day, and I would look at that as, like, a competition, but you didn't even know what was going on, you know? And like, oh, that, used to, that used to make me so mad. I know, and I, I didn't even know. I never, if I had known, I wouldn't have said that. Like, I didn't even try. I was just, I, know, I would say in passing. Fault, I didn't tell you. Yeah, I would just say like, in passing, I mean, like, oh, I need to eat something. I haven't eaten all day. And, like, you would get all weird, and I was like, all right, prepubescent teen. I see how it is. <laughs> well, I think also for that, it was kind of like that for a lot of my friends because, like, a lot of girls my age had eating disorders, and so it would be like it would become like a thing at school of like, oh, I haven't eaten all day, and then it's like, well, I haven't eaten in two days, and then it'll be like a stupid little thing. That's like no one cares. Eat food; it's normal. Exactly. Um, exactly. And then, I, oh, I also when you and I went, it was like I think still during COVID, but like. I think end of 2020, mm-hmm. but like stuff was still kind of shut down. I think it was during the summer, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, we started going to the track. Oh, I um, remember that. Working out a bit, yep. And I would do Chloe T- It was our school track, and I would do Chloe T- at the track sometimes and run, mm-hmm. um, or go on I walks would, or something. With- I would walk. I would never run. I have. A, I had torn my meniscus in high school, so I yeah. cannot run. Um, but I remember. I don't exactly remember the daily schedule there, but I remember like we would. I think I would do something in the. I think I would wake up in the morning and then I would go ride. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I can normally not that hungry when I first wake up, and the summer heat would be so bad. Like with horses, you either have to ride first thing in the morning, or like late in the evening because the sun. It's like a horse just can't handle the work in its condition. So I would wake up super early and ride. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't hungry yet, and then I, and then it takes like I'd be at the barn for a couple hours, and then you and I would go to 
um, the track and work out and stay there for an hour or two or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and the next thing you know, it's like two o'clock or sometimes four o'clock and I have like messed around all day. And then I, I'll realize that I haven't eaten and it became like a competition to see like how, how long, long in the I day go? I could go without yeah. eating. Yeah. Which I'm glad you don't do like, that anymore. Um. Yeah. And if I'm being completely honest, the thing that kind of helped my eating disorder a lot um, and that like gave me a lot of perspective was weightlifting because mm-hmm. I realized that I wasn't like, it wasn't just about losing fat anymore and getting skinny. It was about gaining muscle. Um, mm-hmm. and I realized that I couldn't gain any muscle without eating properly, eating protein. And I was just wasting all my time on the day that yes. I wasn't going to feel my body. That perspective change is my favorite thing in the world when it clicks for people. Cause mm-hmm. I remember when it clicked for, like vividly when it clicked, clicked for me, I was like, okay, if I want to look toned and big, it, not like big, but if I want to look toned and muscular the way that I have pictured in my head, I have to actually eat. You can't restrict, you know, and when people realize like stop restricting what you eat in order to look the way that you want, that is when it's a game changer and that is when stuff starts to look up and it's just an overall a lot more positive experience. You know, because I used to go for, to the gym for the longest time. I was like, I want to look a certain way. You know, I want to have a super tiny waist and a big butt, you know, like I wanted to look a, a very certain way. And now I'm like, yeah, I would still like to have a smaller waist and a big butt, you know, like I would like to look fit and muscular, but it's more about how I feel and how the gym makes me feel. Working out releases endorphins as dad drilled into our heads, um, working out releases endorphins and I just feel good about myself. It makes me happy. I see my friends there. You know, so now the gym for me, it's not just something I have to do. It's something that I I want to do and I get to do. And I'm so lucky that I'm able to be, to go in there and, you know, right. lift heavy circles. <laughs> exactly. You know, so where are you at now? Like with the gym, because I, I know you go with your roommate a lot at Tennessee and like what like goals and stuff do you have, you know? My goals right now, I I mean, when I went to college and I quit riding, um, I think that, I mean, it's the first time since, like, first grade that I wasn't spending six days a week at a barn on yeah, a horse it, it was for weird an hour. When I went to, to school, yeah. too. It was, I think it, like, was, like, a shock to my body. And aside from that, I'd gotten into the, I, I had gotten used to, um, I guess right before I left for college, I moved barns, and that was just like a whole a huge process. I moved with my trainer, mm-hmm. um, but the barn we moved to had some like work that had to be done to it. Um, so my routine for a while would be I'd wake up and go there in the morning and I'd ride, but then I would stay at the barn for a little bit to help out. Um, and I'd pick up shifts a lot. I'd pick up feeding, so it was just lots of moving around. And I was a waitress, so I was moving around every evening for like five-hour shifts on my feet. Um, so just like little things like that. I was very active. And then when I went to college, I still was going to the gym and walking a lot, but I think stopped riding and doing farm work was a shock to my body. And then college food, I gained a little bit of weight. So Which is totally normal. You know, it's like... It doesn't mean I like this. <laughs> I know, but, you know, people who are able to maintain their high school weight forever, I'm like, you are something else. A, like, I, I, I guess, wish. Yeah. I mean, I feel like men can do it a lot easier because men don't put on weight as easy as women i think and i don't know about mm. that for sure i'm not like scientifically i don't know that but you know women have always had problems with you know putting on weight when they go to school like the freshman 15 you know that's like when yeah. i was when i graduated i think i was like 130 145 now i'm sitting at mm-hmm. like a solid 160 and I, but i'm like 
I'm happy and I'm healthy and I'm better. I'm stronger and mentally better than I was when I was a lot less of a right. weight. And I'm okay with that. I'm happy with my weight right now, you know? Exactly. Yeah. So, like, I think um, I'm about to go into my second semester of college. Mm-hmm. Um, first couple weeks, I gained a little bit of weight. And it was just, I was really in a tough spot with it. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of, like, took over everything I was doing for a while. It was just really upsetting. And then I, know, I, I, I kept watching day, you. But, start and stop and start and stop the 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 75 75 hard hard, yeah no it was hard to do that in college i have more respect for (laughs) anyone who's able to do that i I was Um, gonna say i know like one person who was able to actually fully complete it in college everyone else who's done the 75 hard i've seen them do out of college for people who are listening who don't know what the 75 hard is it's 75 days yeah you explain you know it better than i do just quickly explain it it's like a mental and physical challenge, and basically the rules are um, it's supposed to be two workouts a day, one indoors, one outdoors, um, but it's also like you read 10 pages of any book a day, uh, drink a certain amount of water a day. You cut out certain um, aspects of a diet. Yeah, yeah it's a re- it's recommended that you do some kind of diet, but it's, it's not like a cut out this food, no carbs, no this, it's like even like a little thing of like try to avoid this food every now and then it wasn't like a strict thing it's part of it is mental um and then like no drinking this many times a week blah 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 Um, so in college that was a little difficult yeah especially your freshman Um, semester freshman year just mm -hmm. trying to figure it out and doing that on top of it but i built so i never completed it but i built a lot of really good habits from it that's good um i incorporated cardio like i still i lift five days a week now five to six days a week mm-hmm. um and i do cardio every single day at the end of my workout so i incorporated that from the 75 hard um which is now just part of my daily routine mm-hmm. um so i guess now my goal i'm trying to build a little bit more muscle i'm still trying to trim down a little bit mm-hmm. um so i've been doing um an extra cardio day a week mm-hmm. but i'm still keeping it i'm keeping it all healthy i'm, I'm eating healthy and focused on protein um, gaining muscle and just, I just want to trim down just a little bit more. I've, I've lost um, weight since because I've lost, I've lost the weight I gained mostly. That's good. Um, since the beginning of college, mm-hmm. but now that I know that I'm capable of like my cardio, I used to be really big into running. I was really big into cross country. I was obsessed with it. And yeah, I loved we, we it. Both, it was very we both ran cross country in high school. Yeah, it was very therapeutic for me. I loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I haven't, I used to go through running phases a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I kind of assumed that I grew out of it. So then recently I got back into running. And honestly, I got back into it for like mental reasons. If I was just super anxious, going for a run helped me a lot. Yeah, that's um, why I go for walks all the time. You know, I would run mm-hmm. if I could, but like, you know, even just walking like 20, 40 minutes a day has helped tremendously. Says, yeah. You know, but. You know, how do you think, because we mentioned over COVID, social media was a big reason for a lot of your eating disorder and other people's disorders, like eating disorders. How do you, like, when you're on social media now and you look at, like, super fit girls, you know, with the ideal body type that you want, what do you think? Does that motivate you? Does that discourage you? For me, a lot of it can be motivational. Sometimes it's discouraging. It just depends on what mood I'm in. But what does it make you feel now? So I would say that compared to 2020, the fitness industry as well as social media are evolving. 
body mm-hmm. image has changed a ton, which has helped me a lot. It has. Um, and it's a lot more accepting, that, too. Just like, exactly. My feed is different now. It used to be just looking at these Instagram models who had had a lot of work done or just... Photoshop their pictures. Yeah. Exactly. And that was my standard. And now my standard, I'm looking at um, these beautiful women that they're, I'm looking at athletic women instead of just... Um, not that the other women are athletic, but I was looking at, like, the fake boobs, fake butt, like, BBL. The B- oh, the BBLs. Like, I was kind of, like, and I, I didn't realize it at the time. I just thought that they were just naturally born this way. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of them are. But now I'm focused more on fitness influencers, and I think it just motivates me because I see I see how they look, and I want to look like that. So, uh, yeah. and now I, I can see how I can look like that, and yeah, how I can get a step closer to what I want to look like. Mm-hmm. There's a couple fitness influencers that I love. Um, one of them, her her name is Patricia, but her Instagram and TikTok handle are like Lean Beef Patty or something because mm-hmm. that's like her favorite thing to eat. But she is jacked. Like sh- if she were to walk into a room, you could be like, oh yeah, she could mess somebody up. Like she's got bolder shoulders, you know, massive like quads. And I'm like, I want to look like that so bad you know and she's super positive like she posts all of her workouts on her feed you know she posts like all of her feet like what she eats on her feed as well and she's super super outgoing and uplifting and she's just everything that I think a fitness influencer should be personally and again that's personal preference but you know she preaches what she teaches if that makes sense no she right how am I trying to word that she she preaches what she acts. She acts what she, you, you know what I'm trying to say. I what, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, right. so it's fitness influencers like that that we didn't have really, I don't think, in 2020 when COVID was around that I think are really changing the fitness industry for, like, for exactly. the better. No, it's been super helpful. And Ron and I have always had different, um, like, just, like, a little bit different ideas of what our dream body would look like. She said she's, and I'm not, I'm not afraid of muscles. Let me put that out there. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely want to look muscular and lean, but it's like the girls that I'm looking at now, it's not like I was looking at these petite women before. Now I'm looking at, ah, pardon me, these jacked muscle mommies, which I am. Muscle still, mommies. For sure. <laughs> um, I know. We love a good muscle um, mommy moment. <laughs> I know, but I'm just looking at more realistic People who are close to my body type, um, yeah. and I can see it's like I'm getting to the point where, like, looking at my body, I can see how close I I can see the slight things I would change where I where I could be where they're at. It's not like a oh, I don't look like this person. My butt grew six inches, and I tripled my boob size and lost four inches around my waist. It's like a lot more of a realistic image of I just keep going to the gym and I do this and I eat right and blah mm-hmm. blah blah and it's a much more healthier expectation which that is, I'm a lot happier with yeah which makes me as your elder sister much happier to hear than where we <laughs> used to be uh, uh, we don't talk about 2020 that 2020 wasn't real oh my gosh all right well it was a big blur <laughs> it really was all right well that is all the time that we have for today thank you so much for coming on and being in the very first episode of the fit people problems podcast i have been honored (laughs) this has been brayden edmonds and i am your host roan edmonds 
Join us every Monday at 1 where we will talk, have new guests every week, and we will talk about fit people problems that a lot of women have to go through. See you later.